My name is Lola Puzzolo, and this is Media Delta. All right, so uh, if you did not listen to the last episode, uh, for the month of December, uh, we are doing something a little bit different. Uh, we are uh, doing, uh, basically, I am picking movies at random, uh, and I am saying, hey, here's the movie. Uh, go watch this movie. Uh, and we are not going to discuss it until uh, we actually record. Uh, and this is the second one. Last time we watched Big Trouble in Little China, uh, a 1986 John Carpenter movie. And uh, this time we are going a little bit more esoteric. Um, so this is the movie we are discussing today uh, is a movie that in its English release is referred to as Return of Bastard Swordsman. Uh, it is technically a sequel to the movie Bastard Swordsman, but the the plots of the movies are kind of like interspersed or like their their own thing. Even though technically the events of this movie happen after the events of the first Bastard Swordsman, it's kind of its own story that you can follow along. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so this is we have discussed in the past uh, Crouching Tiger in Little China or Crouching Tiger Hidden <laughs> Dragon already I mean, starting. Up. So, I'd I, love I, to see a mashup of those two. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be a little bit more of a. <laughs> we are going to be a match game episode. Uh, we are all in the back. It is December December eighth when we are watching this, uh, and it happens just so happens that the game awards are on in the background. We're not hiding that we're all watching this in the background as we're doing. I was this. gonna keep it quiet. I was gonna just you know not mention it all and keep it on the download. I fucking okay. I have played shit. I have watched shit so many times during recordings. <laughs> So the, and I keep it quiet. The energy. So basically, the the thing is, the energy uh, in this is going to go a little bit more casual, to say the least. Yeah. So we have watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in the past, <laughs> uh, which is a Wuxia film. Uh, that one is kind of a maybe. This is probably going to be a more accurate but harsh term: a gentrified Wuxia film. Uh, it is a very tame one. Uh, this is Wusha as Wusha. Uh, this is like there is no Western influence on this movie. This is a pure 1984 Chinese martial arts film. Straight from the Shaw Brothers. Yep. Uh, so this is I think we've actually brought this movie up a lot during uh, Little or er, over uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And uh, yeah, so this one Trouble is Hidden Dragon. Yeah, Perfect. you could have kept it quiet. Lolo clearly could not. It's, I... it's a little obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's also for, I hate that it's big trouble. Little shine. I, I... <laughs> I like it. Though. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are going to be discussing Return of Bastard Swordsman. Uh. And obviously, as you heard, uh, I'm not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe, and I also learned Silkworm Technique. Hi, I'm Carnival. Are you ready for your primer on traditional Chinese medicine? <laughs> Hi, I'm Torpetypus, and I'll teach you how the fatal skill is fatal. Indeed. Um, so, uh, before we go into our one-on-one -on -one little interview of things, uh, let me go ahead and give my own uh, take on what I thought of Return of Bastard Swordsman. Uh, so this is not the first time I had seen this technically. I remember I'd seen this uh, in bits and pieces because this is one that I first saw on recommendation of some friends. Uh, and this is a very goofy movie, to say the least. Uh, at least at first glance, there's a lot of special effects in this movie that are quite, let's call them questionable. Uh, there is a dude who just shoots Star Wars laser beams out of his hands. Uh, and there's just a lot of, uh, yeah, it, there is a lot of, let's call them unconventional special effects that might be goofy or look goofy today. 
But um, yeah, th- this is a very enjoyable movie. It's like an hour, like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, it is a, it is a, when you think of a like Chinese Kung Fu or like a Chinese martial arts movie, this is kind of exactly what you'd kind of like you'd expect. Uh, there's a lot of good fights. Uh, there is some like intrigue, I guess, with various villains. Uh, there is a Jap- attack by some the Japanese at some point for some reason. Uh, and yeah, it's it is just a fun overall movie. I don't really have a lot of things to say about it. Um, what I will say is if I were to give this, uh, or well, not if the ranking that I'm kind of thinking of this, like this is a fun romp. I don't know if I'd say it's like per, like, I don't say it's particularly great in terms of like, it's not good. It's more of the fact that it's good, but I can't really think of any particular details about it that I think are like very, it's just, it does its job very well, but also it doesn't like there's no like i don't want to say there's not artistry to it but there's it's just it's the thing of like they do did it very good but i don't think they went above and beyond this is just a very competent film but uh, that works really well in its favor uh so in that case i am going to give this one of two rankings uh personally uh i am actually kind of thinking that this might actually belong in the 69 category because there's just a lot of goofy things about this movie that are just fun to watch for that um but i do think this is a good movie overall uh so if you want to make me give a actual number ranking between the 1 and 21 rankings i'm thinking 6 it just does its job really well but it just doesn't like go beyond that so uh, there is that. Uh, that's not, I don't have a whole lot to say on this, but uh, it does its job and it does it well. So let's go ahead and hear what Carnival has to take or has to say well, about this movie. Hello. Uh, so, go ahead. All right. I was going to say, yeah, I was, this is a movie I find a lot of fun. Not super good or like a super. This is a movie you watch to have a good time and it's schlocky, but definitely not like a high art film. Now, uh, before we kind of continue, just to get set the groundwork, uh, so you had both seen you had seen this movie before, correct? Yes. Um, and you're relatively familiar with this genre, correct? As much as any Western person can be that can't read Mandarin. All right. So you said you liked the movie um, so far. So you want to elaborate more on that? Yeah, so I figured, should I give a primer for more about the genre itself here? Sure, that'll one? work. So Wuxia is martial art, is, if I'm remembering correctly, is would comes from the term for, like, mo- lone hero, exactly. I'm not great at remembering Mandarin translations, but the way Wushu would be martial art, Wuxia, with the Sha being the set character, being for, like, a wanderer, wandering person who goes around just doing things as a just going out in the world and dealing with weird shit because knowing martial arts basically puts a target on your back to everyone else that knows martial arts. So unlike Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which we've got over at Lynn, this is a bit more fantastic in a what I'm going to call high wuxia, which the distinction comes between basically the level of superpowers we're going to see with this approaching a Xi'an Sha, which would, are more commonly called in the West as cultivation novels. I linked Lolo beforehand, uh, linked to a good thing that has a primer of a glossary of terms. I'm not going to go over these terms because this is a podcast. You can read that on your own time. Uh, but the important thing to remember is that a lot of cultivation, in, both in Wuxia and in other novels, is based on an understanding of traditional Chinese medicine in which that there are five elements fire, water, wood, metal, and earth, the interactions with between them and how different organs relate to, to corresponding elements within your body. You're supposed to keep them in balance, which is attained through breathing, breathing and meditation and through absorption of this energy into yourself through your body. This is why the whole thing about the silkworm style causing him, causing our main character problems later was Hey, 
this is you're you're out of a you're out of alignment and the whole necessary of yin and yang also being a separate separate to the elements but another set of energies that you need to keep in balance because if you get thrown out of balance that's when bad things happen which yang energy being traditionally more associated with masculine focus blah 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 a longer discussion of this is for somewhere else with yin being for more feminine and yada 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 so All this right. is a very, very brief, brief, just to give you a good idea of like things for a, a beginner standpoint. All right. Uh, so any particular take with that on the movie itself? Yeah, like the, this is where you kind of see a lot of these things show up in itself. Dugu Woody, his entire heart problem, aside from the weird fate thing, is also just certain skills in Wuxia, different, how often times say, Hey, this skill, this is where we get the two between a orthodox and a unorthodox, which unorthodox means, hey, you do this, you may get power really fast, but there are consequences to that, which we can see the fatal skill would be a good example of like a, an orthodox skill because clearly he's very powerful, but it's wrecking his body. Whereas Silkworm Star would also be considered unorthodox because of like the weird methods that you see to do it but one, to get access to the skill, and two, because, oh, it's causing horrible side effects that you need to get medicine and things to heal and treat, versus orthodox styles, which will take forever, but aren't going to, like, cause weird burnouts in your body. So this is a definitely a more traditional example of, like, different wuxia genre conventions. All right. Uh, I guess anything else? Uh, like I said, fun movie. I'm... Um, trying to think i don't really have a good spot i need to think about where to put it honestly all right like let me take a quick look at the the rankings again but because like off the cuff i think like a between a five to eight all right yeah that's definitely between a five to eight basically where i put it okay uh that works for uh that works for me yep so, all right any last words uh if you can find it Try and f I would say the, the version we watched on YouTube, which was free, is nice. But try and find one that's like just the original Chinese dub, just because it's a bit. It might be a bit cleaner of visual, even if it's not in English. Yeah, it's the the version that we that I could find on YouTube. Like I, it keeps on popping up every once in a while, so it'll go up and then it gets taken down again. Um, if you look, if you can do a little, probably a bit more digging. Uh other than just on YouTube, um, finding a subtitled version is... The English dub is goofy, to say the least. Uh, also, couldn't really find a whole lot of information on it. Like, there's definitely some notable voices that you hear in, like, anime a lot, but um, could not find a whole lot about the actual dub and, like, who was in it. So uh, that was weird. But yeah, uh, if you can, uh, go ahead and uh, find a English... Uh, subtitled version with the Chinese dub, I think it would just be a generally uh, more authentic experience. Also, I will be putting the link as given into the uh, description of this uh, episode. So uh, with that, uh, that'll do it for Carnival's uh, turn. Let's go ahead and see uh, what Axe has to say about this movie. Hello. So don't mind me. I'm just downloading that demo. Um, so you, I think we mentioned or we uh, spoke during um, Crouching Tiger that you had not seen a whole lot of the wuxia genre. Very much not so. So, um, with that, I take it you also had not seen this movie before. Have not. No, I. I don't think I even uh, heard of it. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this was a more of an obscure pick, but... Very much so. Um, with that said, what are your thoughts on Return of Bastard Swordsman? So, when we, uh, when we did Crouching Tiger, we were all kind of going with that, like, little nostalgia, like, how great was this movie? And then we're like, oh, it was kind of a... Not what we remember it being, right? You know, it was a, a little blander, a little less, uh, exciting. And I think it's largely because... For a lot of people, particularly myself, it was an, um, the American introduction to Wuxia. Watching this, this is what I wish we had gotten. 
when we got it, like when it was broadly introduced to to the Americas, because this was fun. Like this combines a lot of the goofy, cheesy silliness of of that particular genre, but it's not it's not like cloying. So you know, like it feels just right. the The action scenes are just fun. The uh, the uh, the wandering uh, what's this? What is this? He's a uh, fortune teller, I think. The wandering fortune teller is just a fucking delight. Every scene he's in, I'm just happy because he's the the guy they got to dub him is having the time of his life. Everybody, like every single person who dubbed this, is just enjoying themselves and it doesn't come off half-assed it doesn't come off schlock it doesn't come off like a lot of really those really bad dubs came off like it feels crisp and clean in, in a sort of way but at the same time there's just this little bit of an like a rough edge to it if that makes any sense like like the middle of its nice it has a nice sheen then you get to the edge just like oh okay yeah yeah i can see the see a bit of the budget you know over here and it's just it's so hard to really like stretch this across like 20 and 30 minutes like I usually do because it's such a fascinating film and like I want more. I want more of this. Like if you know when uh things return, I want to I would love to see I don't want to say I want or I have to. I would love to see more stuff like this pop up in the queue because this is enjoyable beyond enjoyable i would absolutely add this to my own library and watch it again kind of enjoyable uh the story is the story i don't think it's a particularly standout kind of story i think it comes across as very much status quo in terms of i'm guessing wuxia stories but the characters are they have a lot of flair to them there's lots of color you know the like i said the action scenes are so much fun to 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 watch and it's you don't really lose track. And that's, I think, one thing you, you get sometimes in action films is you lose track of what's happening. But this kind of keeps things very clear. And all these, there's lots of jumping. There's lots of flamboyancy to the to the, the character's motions, the, the, the camera shots with, like, the really quick uh, zoom-ins. It is just a very silly, very... And like it's it's a happy film in just the 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 general feel you get out of it. The actors in the original having the time of their lives, the dubbers having an, a time of their lives as well. Like it is a it is a piece of it's just it's a very loving piece of of media. I love this so much. Yeah, it is a very fun movie. Um, it's actually funny you mentioning the the dubbers uh, because. There is jack shit for information about the dub of this movie. Like, roughly me. believe that it's probably done around 2000, like the early 2000s. Uh, I could find like one repository that was talking about a uh, release that in English uh, from 2004. Uh, and some of the voices uh, that um, I could tell from it, because I could hear it in certain anime uh, that I believe the... I don't have like any specifics, but um, yeah, it is very likely that uh, here they are. They got some people who are notable for anime dubbing uh, to uh, do this. Uh, there is no credits at all in this. Yeah, um, and that's it's a shame because I would love to know if and what any of these 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 people who've worked on it went on to do. Uh, yeah, because they, like again, they, they didn't. It wasn't professional by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good enough that like it kind of. It, you know what? It is the dubbing is the is like an audio version of Hardcore Henry as a movie. Like the whole feel of Hardcore Henry as a movie. That's how the the the, the dubbing sounded. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a lot of fun, but there's just that little hint of it's not fully like. Yeah, but it's 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 such a fascinating film, and I'm kind of sad that I'd never I hadn't heard it of it up until now because I could have had plenty of decades of being like, hey, I really love this movie. You should watch this movie. But uh, it's a it's a better introduction to this genre than Crouching Tiger could ever have been, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the good news is if you want to see a 
movie that is very familiar or similar to this, uh, I can recommend Bastard Swordsman, the first one. <laughs> That's right, because it's a sequel. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, I, I really, really, really like this, and I am kind of glad we didn't watch it together because I was just having the time of my life, and I, I, I actually really did enjoy just doing it on my own, sort of just like taking in the different scenes, the, the dialogue. It's this is a good movie, and I should probably uh, open up the lists. But yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what I've got. All right. Uh, so, uh, what number are you thinking of giving for this? Well, let's take a look at this. You know what? Yeah, I'm putting this. I'm going to put this up against uh, Streets of Fire. I'm going to put this up three. Put it at three. Yep. All right. So uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and see what Torpo has to say about this movie. Hello. Hello. Um, so what is your familiarity with Wushaw? Uh, Not super familiar, honestly. I know right. bits and pieces. I'm I've I've read some stuff. I've also read some fucking cultivation stuff. So like I have passing familiarity with it, let's say. Alright. But have what about this movie in particular? I have seen this movie before. Once before. I've also seen the first movie as well. Uh though they're barely linked. Yeah, because this one, as we mentioned, is kind of its own thing. Um so, yeah, with that, what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, it's very fun and it's very dumb. Like, so the the problem with Wuxia and cultivation shit in general is there is a cultural barrier that is really, really hard to pierce. And I don't just mean that from an understanding point. I mean that in a way that this looks really goofy. Yeah. And I feel like part of that's because I lack cultural context. But also, yes, I, I can see that. But it's still fun. And, and that's kind of the thing. It's it's fun. It's goofy. And at the end of the day, we still know who we should hate, which is apparently the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to clarify, the, the, the only real holdovers from this film and the previous film are uh, a good chunk of the main cast, though little to do with the actual plot of the previous game previous thing like dooku booty was not even as hugely important in the previous film he, he was more of a side character big on chair foo which tragically he doesn't really do in this movie there's some good uh thrown objects in this but not there to the are. extent but yeah so the basic premise is uh dooku booty's gotten stronger so now he needs to take down the user of silkworm style because that is diametrically opposed to his fatal skill uh and then the japanese get involved for some reason yeah so we gotta deal with those two yeah and it's 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 a movie about these two individuals uh who are so incredibly opposed to each other uh coming together to to understand what's important up until one of them dies and that's fuck the japanese like it yeah. really does get this weird sort of pseudo nationalist message by the end. Yeah, because also it doesn't really give a time frame per or per like of when this roughly takes place. I'm sure no. if you're more familiar with like certain like I guess aspects of like the culture, well, like the architectural design or something like that, you could probably parse it. But uh, as it, as it is. It's not really explicit about what time frame this is. Yeah, it uh, it's it's pretty pretty vague. Which, to be fair, that's actually a lot. It's it's more common than you'd think with like uh, wuxia and also just cultivation stuff. Is is no specific time frame. You can get ideas depending on like context, but yeah. The, the point is, China has a very funny history with Japan. <laughs> Yep. And by funny, I mean, there's a lot of atrocities involved. And, you know, Japan trying to colonize China, all that stuff. Either way. But yeah, no, it's it's a fun film. The action is is pretty solid. It's it's generally pretty on point, even if it can get kind of funny at times. Because of silkworm style, just attaching sticky webbing to things or cocooning people or Dugu Woody's fatal skill, just shooting out flames and jets of colorful lights. Uh, or the Japanese, uh, the Iga clan, as they are, and their mastery of the phantom skill, 
which is just this dude's stomach uh, expanding in and out. I thought it was supposed to be his heartbeat. Sound. It's supposed to be his heartbeat, but it's his stomach that's expanding. Yeah. It is specifically supposed to be his heartbeat, though, and he'll match it to other people and kill them, which is how he kills Dugu Woody by humping his back with his vibrating stomach. Yeah. It's... In producing a very, like, comically large amount of blood. Yeah, but it's really funny watching the man bump into the back of Dooku Woody over and over. Yes. In what can be described only as vaguely homoerotic. Yes. <laughs> but even so, the characters are nothing particularly exceptional. Uh, what is it? The fortune teller is pretty funny and fun because he just reads fortunes off of literally anything even if it's all bullshit and, and Dugu Woody is Dugu Woody and Dugu Woody is the best I love Dugu Woody so much he's such a bastard yes shooting the, the laser beams out of his hand <laughs> yeah just fucking murders that dude uh, but yeah no it's just kind of a shame about the fact that we so we watched a dub because that's what was publicly available on YouTube um and it's a shame that you don't get to hear Dooku Woody's incredible laugh in it. Yeah, the the dub the dub laugh is very good though, in a it's, not great way. It's also great because like the, the the voice actors very clearly knew they were in schlock and had fun with it. Like that one voice actor voicing the old dude, it would just make random like <laughs> voice sounds up whenever he was on screen, or just like horrible wheezing. Yes, but yeah, it's it's a fun film. Is it? Is it good or great? No, it's it's a fun little mindless wuxia film though. Is 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 yeah yeah. Uh, I guess with that, uh, what are you thinking for ranking? Oh man, I didn't get to talk about my three things. Oh, geez. oh right, oh. yes. Do you ha- do you have? <laughs> I figured that that was a combination of your three things. <laughs> it kind of was, cause yeah, my my three things are the. Characters are real goofy, and the movie knows it's goofy, even if it tries to take itself seriously sometimes. And on top of that, the action's pretty solid, honestly. Even even at its goofiest, it still moves pretty well. And most importantly, where the fuck did this weird nationalist edge come from? Yeah. Okay. So with that, <laughs> what is your uh, ranking biggest uh, ranking? Fuck. My, my knee-jerk ranking... <sighs> You know, it's funny, I never even really thought about it. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit weird to think about. Yeah, uh, if I was to say something, I would say, hmm, I guess maybe, like, six, honestly. Six? Uh, actually, hmm. Anywhere from eight to six, really, I guess. Like, it's 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 definitely not amazing or anything, but it's fun to watch. It's an enjoyable watch. I've enjoyed both times I watched it. I still think about it fondly. It wouldn't come up otherwise. So yeah, I, I would say we're from six to eight. I refuse to give you a proper number. All right. I mean that. Th- I mean that works more in certain ways. But yes. All right. So let's go ahead and get everyone back on board, so we can have a little group discussion. Only a little. We could have. A, we, it depends upon how what people have to say. A little a group discretion as a treat? Yes, as, as a treat. Of course. Absolutely. It, anyway. All right. So, uh, now that we've had our one-on-one discussion, let's go ahead and kind of go over some uh, more broad subjects. So, let's start, go ahead and start with um, the storytelling, like the character's plot, uh, and all of that. Uh, so general consensus seems to be the characters are really fun in this. Uh, the plot itself is kind of, it exists. I, I will say this about the characters. Only some of them are fun. The main character kind of sucks. He's just there. He's, he's there. He is set dressing on a good day. Like his fights are solid, but like as a character, he's unimportant. I don't even remember who the main character was, to be honest. He was the silkworm style, dude. Okay, yeah. The only one that I I really cared about was the uh, fortune teller. Oh, what about Dooku Woody? I mean, they're they're all... (laughs) Yeah. Fortune teller and Dooku Woody, yes, are very good. They're so good. But, like, that fortune teller just was... 
just every time he was on screen, I was happy. I, I love his constant need to read fortunes off of literally anything in like the worst possible moments. It works too because it absolutely starts to either frustrate or just throw people off guard, and it just makes his fights even more like they entertaining. Just, they hate it so <laughs> much. And like I was yeah. saying on in my portion, um, I know that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was specifically designed in a lot of ways to appeal to a broader audience. But I feel like this is such a much better, a much better. I don't know if this would be the best introduction to the to the to the genre, but I think it's I think it's a good one. I would I would start someone off with something like this. Like this is oh. what the genre can like really hit on, and it you know like it's so much more fun. And it's it's bombastic. There's energy. There's energy to this. Like I was just I was vibing along with him. Like I feel all these scenes. This is great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is why. Yeah, it's without like, a doubt. Why is uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon such a disappointment? Because it's just joyless. Yeah. Like everybody's everybody's so downtrodden. There's they're they're whispering or you know like gasping their their lines out and here everybody's just like yeah no i'm here i'm gonna fuck you up now that's not to say wuxia is also uh, a very big there are some tragic like real tragic stories they also like to tell in the genre but like even then there's there's hamming to this that just isn't in uh crutch and tire hidden dragon well, it's, it's it's again, it comes back to the energy of it, because I, I haven't seen much else in the genre. But based on what I've heard and what I've seen from this, it seems more like, the, you know, the, the better ones or the better well-known ones are going to be ones where, like, even the saddest of stories, there's an energy to it. There's there's emotion, there's feeling, there's depth. You didn't get that with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon because the performances were just so oatmeal-ish. I'd argue it was more an issue with the narrative itself. That also, it was very plotting. But this was like, I don't really remember the story, but I wasn't there for the story for this one. I was there for the, the characters and just the action. To be fair, the story is very bare bones. It's Dugu Wooty. Dugu Wooty wants to fight his mortal foe, essentially. But oh, lo and behold, the Japanese have gotten involved. So let's kill them instead. It, it really did get this weird nationalist bend out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess with that, um, I guess we can kind of move on to the aesthetics of the thing. Um, not like, it seems like in general, this nothing in particular stood out of the inter, or at least was not really commented on, on like, except for maybe some of the special effects look a little goofy, but set design seemed fine. And like everything else seemed fine. In it was vibrant. There's lots of color and like the, the costumes themselves had this nice, the, like the, the way that they were designed, there was lots of flow to it. So it accentuated the battle scenes in most cases. I mean, it, like it was very standard sets though. Like if, you know, they didn't really, uh, guess spruce them up as much. It was, you know, your, your usual kinds of, uh, spaces in which to have these dialogues and, and fights, but I think the character, like the character, uh, the the actors' costumes, uh, were a lot of a lot. Of, I liked a lot of them. A lot of them were really fun to look at. Are you gonna say character design? Shut up! <laughs> no, that works though. That works. Costuming is part of a character's design. Like I know, but my brain is thinking character because of outside of uh, actual live action. When I was saying it, I wasn't saying character as in real life character in movie. My brain was thinking character in video game. I know it doesn't yeah. translate. It doesn't translate. No, no, no. I, I get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, yeah. you're right. It, it is. It, it is also character, but it's, it's the, the costumes are great. See, for me, it's like, oh, they're pretty standard. Yeah, that's that's I got to say for they, me. It's they like... do a good job of color coding the characters at the very least. But yeah, yeah. Like um, you can tell who is who at a glance. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, speaking of character, um, performance-wise, uh, this is... Okay, performance-wise is a little weird in this case because uh, we, as we mentioned, we were watching an English dub that you could find damn near nothing about. Uh, no, it was actually from the studio. It was from, like, the studio that made it, actually. It just made in 2005. 
because the Shaw brothers had their own sort of uh, their, their own production company that went defunct actually in 2011, apparently. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh, wow. Is there a well, is there defunct, a list I should there? say it's not defunct specifically. It's more like it got folded into their other companies because the Shaw brothers have a lot. Right. It's there, uh, is there a list of the, the dubbers out there? I'm not sure. I just know what I found in research of the company that did the dub. But yeah, the, the dub was actually done by a company that is owned by the Shaw brothers. So it was in 2005, though. Yeah, yeah that was kind of weird. Um, but like, uh, I, I should, the fights were pretty good. So I guess in yeah. that sense, the, oh, that was good. Yeah, they were fun to watch. Filled with, uh, filled with filled with all that energy, like I said before. I'll say it a billion, I'll say it as many times as they said silk silkworm uh style Ill. in one fucking skill. scene. I keep so, fucking it up, skill. but it's silkworm skill. Silkworm skill in one goddamn Because <laughs> there's the silkworm skill, there's the fatal skill, and then there's the phantom skill. Yeah. God, that that one scene was killing me because they said it, I think, like, maybe ten times in the space of, like, five minutes. I'm like, oh my god. It's it's great. Silkworm is about shooting Sticky Web. It's fatal skills about uh, shooting funny colored sprays and spritzing your enemies to death. And phantom skills just beat your heart real good. They're good skills. They're good skills. <laughs> I mean, look, that is by far like that is tame. We don't get the weird. We don't get weird skills yet because this is a movie, and thus they don't have the budget for the weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, we also haven't gone like full cultivation either. So, right. Um. Yeah. Um. Also, I guess like it used like good use of its time. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it all happens really well. real fast. Yeah. What it is that too fast? Yeah, like okay, I now you bring up now now it, it hits me because that oh, was that's like tradition. Um, yeah, that's, that's tradition. Okay, all right, because I know I've seen some old films that have done that where it's like it 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 resolves and then ends right away, but it, this still just caught me off guard because like it, they resolve the final fight, they start to walk towards the camera and bam, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> in, in in my experience, every Wuxia film I have watched has ended exactly like that. I like it. It's just it, I wasn't it's, ready it's, for it. It's different, but it adds. It has that that same feel. Like it it adds to that whole feeling of it. Uh, the, like um, it's part of the aesthetic, and I I guess I wouldn't have had it any other way if I think about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, general consensus seems to be it's good. It's solid, Busha. It's good. It's solid. Um, so, which actually, speaking of that, does anyone have any last things they want to say? I just like that you could tell who's seen a lot of Wusha and who's very, very brand new. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I've read so many novels. <laughs> it's like, Carnival yeah, no, it's has all right. read so much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's all right. I fucking love this. This is great. Can I have more? <laughs> In inject it right into my veins, please. <laughs> Yes. Thankfully, there is a lot of these kinds of movies. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and put that on the board then. So we are going to use our normal 1 to 21 uh, ranking scheme uh, with one being Absolute Mastercraft can't really get much better than what it currently is uh, to 21, which is not even fun, ironically, to watch. So uh, there's also three side rankings with that. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think we'll be needing that for this one. Uh, general consensus is that this belongs in the either the indigo or the well, it's either indigo or violet. Um, so this is going to be average of this between looks like um, since it's appeared in most people's uh, scale. Let's start with six, uh, which is weird because we have two things in six. Uh, we have Mappy and we have Space Cobra. Finally, it's time for a new six so we can fill out the category. <laughs> we have two pieces of media, which are neither of them are good comparisons. Um, okay. I know now. I know this isn't. It might have some slight protest about me comparing this, but we're at, I'm actually going to go down to seven. because uh, in seven I see that we have um, Common Rider Black. 
I knew you were going for that. Yeah, that was that was probably another good comparison, honestly. Uh, I kind of think that I like this more than Kamen Rider Black. This yeah. is easier to watch than Kamen Rider Black. Yes, absolutely, because it's it is, one it movie is much more easy to consume compared to like fifty some episodes. Yeah. Um. So I think also. Also, again, I feel bad about comparison, but Mortal Kombat is also in seven. This is much more fun to watch than Mortal Kombat. It is. Uh, I think actually everything else that is in seven, American Gladiators, Area 88, Cyber City, wait, wait, wait. Okay, it's Kaleidoscope, Kamen Rider Black, Mortal Kombat, Nick Arcade, Little Hunt for Red October, and East. I think that this is better than all those. So I think six is probably our floor, uh, which we have Mappy and Space Cobra. Yeah, and see, the other thing is I would rather watch... Uh, the Running Man or Uncut Gems than this. Uh, so also let's to point out uh, in five, we have Adventures from Boomin Valley, Castlevania, first season of Game Star CX, Jaws, Starcade, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie, The Running Man, and Uncut Gems. None of those movies are good comparisons. Nope. No. Well, like, you, you know how I feel. I would rather watch yeah. this over Uncut Gems. Yes. Um, but. I'm I was like, gonna say the only one with the action in those movies, like, like a comparable action, is Castlevania. Yeah, and even then, that's a different. It's a different thing. Like, the, I'm, I'm pretty happy putting this in six, to be honest. Yes, I am. I disagree. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. I mean, we're not gonna always come to a consensus. We've kind of learned that pretty quickly. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a lot more competent. Uh, and a lot more entertaining than than most of the stuff in in there's especially you know, compared to like Castlevania though I know they're they're very different types of things but you know I feel like this is a much more enjoyable watch whereas Castlevania is a very uh, inconsistent watch with a lot of problematic issues but this is a lot more approachable and definitely something to kind of you know like you could watch this again. And, and not really miss too much or, or feel too differently. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think this is, I think this is at least a five. Yeah. It's the thing about this movie. That's very good about it is the fact that if you like do the time or like, if you did a chart, like a line chart of your axes are in like enjoyment, like enjoyability of movie as the movie goes on. This is a very consistent relatively high like it's a relative it's a it is an enjoyable movie throughout uh the thing with the things in five there's a lot of the things in five that are um it, it goes both above and below this movie uh jaws yeah. in particular castlevania again as i think that's where you were kind of that's what you were mentioning that the thing is i'm thinking is does that average out though because i feel like some of these, I feel... The five trap strikes again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also, for, for, for the record, I put it down at three because, and again, I know some of my connections or my comparisons can be a bit tenuous, but tenuosity is kind of part and parcel to all of these programs <laughs> in some cases. But um, I was thinking Streets of Fire. Because I feel like they both have that same kind of energy to them, that same sort of approach to their characters and stories, um, and also to the the action scenes and the sort of overall aesthetic. You know, there's there's a lot I, of yeah. Go go ahead. I sincerely disagree with that. I think Streets of Fire. Everything in three, I I think is a much better product than this. It. The thing I will I will also say about Streets of Fire is production value in Streets of Fire is much higher than this. Um, which, which is fair. I could see myself bumping it I down mean, to a four, but putting it putting it below Jaws, like or uh, like I said, Castlevania. I don't I don't know if I agree. So the the other thing too that I would say about uh, Streets of Fire is Streets of Fire is as a package much better. Because everything comes together for Streets of Fire in in just the right way, yeah. But like, I, it I mean, also has gonna, a much better flow. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying. My point is like, oh, this yeah. has a much better flow to it because this one just kind of goes wherever and then just finds a destination elsewhere. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I see that. It's also a thing where that is one thing I'm thinking about actually is as a comparison point is production value. Uh, whereas all the things in five, those all have much higher. Produ- I would I would say that they have a much higher production value than that in a much level or a higher technical competency uh, than yeah, this I was going to say, like, I, I don't like production value necessarily as a metric because you can do a lot with a little. This is true. Yeah. Evil Dead. Like Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we went for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's part of my argument is, like, I just I just feel that what it does with what it has is it, it, it elevates it above, like, some, like, I like Jaws, but it's a long movie with a lot of cruft, as oh you tend God, to say, Joss. Lolo. But and and I feel like saying that this is not as good as Jaws just on that alone I can't agree with because this has a lot happening it's interesting it might not stay with you forever but I think it's a much more put together film than than Jaws was yeah which I know is for comparing a shark movie to a fucking witcher movie but still I mean <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly the word. Like, that's not a bad point. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, my, my issue is there are some things in five I would rather watch, but there are some some I things in five that I think this, this is, is much better than. And then it's the five trap again. It yeah. is very much the thing that I think the arguments given is not so much that this belongs in five is that there is way too much in five. Also agreed, and I, you know we obviously are going to eventually touch upon it like, during, if you if you plan to do another uh, uh, re. I, I'm fine. I'm fine re-ranking. with it being in four, but definitely not three. Okay, I mean, I, no, I, I was I'm, thinking I'm five. Totally... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Like five or four, I'm content with. But yeah, it's god damn, what the fuck happened to five? I don't know. It is the middle of the indigo is the problem. It's a middle rank. Yeah. It's like uh, why is there I mean... so much in two? But also, the why problem is, there... is five also caught a number of them early on. Yeah, yeah, and so it just feeds into itself. Any of these well, that catch a bunch of rankings early on. So the problem is also with that. That was raw, like especially those. When did the this got the same treatment as when did the one to twenty one scale happen, and when did just the raw this goes above this happen? Yep. Is also the problem. Which is why yeah, Bugs Bunny's Bunny yeah. gonna have to drop. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I would I would personally reorder a whole bunch of this, but yeah, that's it's not the issue here. Yeah, I, five is five. Five is an acceptable number. <laughs> we are overthinking yeah. this. Yeah, for, four, I'm, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine I with four or five. The, I've marked yeah. the five. Okay. We are overthinking this severely. Is the problem? Well, it's not so much overthinking. It's just we we. I don't want to say no, no, need, I mean, but it would it would be a good idea to really dive into a re-ranking of, of yeah, stuff just no, because of the 1 to 21 scale. It's just as is, we are overthinking it. That is not an issue yeah. for today. <laughs> Five is acceptable. All right. But I have this this two-hour essay that I recorded that I want you to watch. I will fucking slap the shit out of you. <laughs> All right. Before this goes out of hand. Uh, let's go ahead and let's see. Is there anything else we want to call out in music, charm, cin- or music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, or art? Action. Thumbs up. Clearly, yeah. action. Like it's yeah. so well choreographed, well put together, and well thought out in all regards of how to do this kind of movie. Yeah. I would also As- put uh, camp for charm. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. My brain was saying aesthetic, but yeah, charm. Yeah, it's a uh, camp. I mean, the the cinematography was fun. I wouldn't say it's exceptional, but it was fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. I don't know, pretty normal cinematography to me. Cinematography is a really hard one to rank, though. A few more it's years really, of this, really and really I'll hard. probably be on the same level as you in that thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything for year and a? Uh, not that I can really think of. Too much silkworm. Weird nationalist shit out of nowhere. That's what I mean. It's like I couldn't think of the right word for that. Is that it? That's not a yikes, is it? Nah. No. 
I, I, I don't know. Why My would you problem do this? is China has a history with Japan. Yeah, yeah don't like, say. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird, but also it's like I, it's weird, but like you have there's a reason why there is cultural reasons why this might be in the movie that perhaps we don't have proper. We are not historians. Yeah, I I understand some degree of context, and that's why I'm not super hard to pass judgment. Yeah, I mean, you could come up with a charm that's just for oh, I guess we're doing this, huh? I I, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> too All much right. needed back and too much yeah. back information needed to enjoy. <laughs> I'm uh, seconding that. I'm seconding but, that. So, no, so the thing is, I will say this, I mentioned it in my review, the problem with wuxia and in cultivation is that there's a certain degree of cultural context that I, myself, will never fully grasp. And no matter and how so much... So it leads I'm me going... to take it a bit less seriously. Yeah, like, same, it's like, I've done a lot of reading, but I know for a fact is like, I'm never gonna, com this, this is not my culture, I'm never gonna completely grasp this. Yeah, it's always gonna be sort of a tertiary understanding. Yeah. Anyway, I think that is good for Return of Bastard Swordsman. Uh, before we go, is there anything you want to plug, uh, Axe? Uh, yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and your local SPCA or animal shelter. Please adopt. Don't shop. Carnival? Your local bail fund or mutual aid fund. Torpo? Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist and at Torpotypist on Twitter. And I would like to plug the hole in Dugu Woody's heart. Yes. Or do you? All right. Well, that was Return of Bastard Swordsman. So next week we got, uh, we got another movie. That that's <laughs> we it. got another movie. That's got it. another movie. There's a movie. Not, not gonna know what it is until I probably. I'm just gonna drop it at some point. And say, hey, here's your homework. So I do, I do have one one question. Uh huh. Who the fuck was the bastard swordsman? Uh, I thought it was, it was Silkworm. Yeah, I thought it was Silkworm style. Yeah, I, yeah, there's yeah, a it, reason it, why it's so, so to be fair, it had to do with the first film. Okay. Yeah. And that he, he was a bastard. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it, it, the, the entire first film was about a confrontation between him and his father and him inheriting the Silkworm style, which involved him basically dying at one point. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Question answered. Continue, please. And I'm sure the next movie will not. Uh, oh, considering man. my my considering my, uh, I I am just gonna say uh, of the choices that I have, uh, I am leaving you with a doozy. Thank God so. we're finally doing Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah, easy, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I wish it was that easy. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I, I don't know. So that, that that's gonna be it. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you would like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolotopuzzlo or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>